the homily for the feast day of Christ the King. My dear friends, there is a movie about war that has a scene that when I used to watch this scene, it would raise my blood, it would raise my spirits. It was very inspiring. In this movie, there is an army of noble men fighting against tyranny. These men are wary, they're afraid, they have suffered one defeat after another. As the battle becomes more gruesome, more cruel, the lines begin to break, and soon enough, of their own accord, the soldiers, broken, demoralized, begin to run away. In the middle of this debacle, even the bannerman, the man with the flag, is running back, and one of the generals forcibly runs, takes the flag away from him, and he takes uh, the flag and runs ahead amidst all the people that are retreating, that are running away, and he runs ahead in the middle shouting, no retreat, no retreat. And he leads all the armies back into the battlefield. This, my dear Christian people, seems to me the scene of our Catholic world today where many are cowering, they're faltering, they doubt, they retreat, sometimes even before engaging in the battle. Many indeed are shouting, retreat, retreat, and they run away. Or what is even worse, they remain, remain along the lines, but with their rifles, rifles down, unwilling to engage in the strife. On three lines particularly are Catholics retreating. First, on the line of upholding the superiority of the Catholic Church. Catholics in the Novus Ordo especially betray their king, knowingly or without knowing, claiming out loud, the other army is as good as this one. The enemy is as good as this one. We don't need to win. We don't need to conquer. We don't need to convert the other religions. Actually, as Catholics, we can feel ashamed, they say, of our faith. We can reduce our faith to a mere opinion, and they retreat. On another line, other Catholics retreat in giving up the world to secularism. They have accepted the idea that the government, the schools, the media ought to belong to the forces that battle against God. They say the government, the schools, all those things ought to be atheistic. And so they accept the surrender and give the world to atheism. They, someti they sometimes say the world is lost beyond all hope. And therefore we should retreat to the corners, hide in our basements, until the return of Christ. Now, if this hiding mean meant to retreat from the world in order to deliver oneself more fully to Christ, in order to do penance, in order to pray, as the first monks and hermits did, I would have no problem with that. Because such men have not retreated from the battlefield, on the contrary, they are fighting with the strongest weapons. And their physical retreat, their isolation, is only a strategic repositioning in order to cause more harm to the enemy. But unfortunately, in most instances, this is not the case. In most instances, we see them retreating in such a way that they simply mean to say that they don't want to go through any trouble. 
they stay away from the church, they stay away from the school, they stay away from the events, from the media, from politics, but this running away from all these things is unfortunately rather a fear of battle, a fear of harm, a fear of difficulty. It is laziness, and it is cowardice. Smaller or greater in varying degrees, but it is indeed nothing else but cowardice. The position of these Catholics is like that of those opportunists who in the middle of Nazi invasions or communist invasions in World War II would willingly stay out of the battle regardless of which army came by, worried only about themselves, unwilling to defend their country or their beliefs. Such are many Catholics today. These, my dear friends, is, unfortunately for them, not an option. Because back then, in those days where the Nazi or the Communists were invading Europe, you could say to yourself, I don't know who's going to be ruling one year from now. I don't know if it's going to be the Nazis or the French or the German or whoever. But that is not the case with Christ. With Christ, he is our king. He already has the right to rule us. He is already our king. And because of that, there is no neutrality with Christ. We are either with him or against him. We are either fighting for him or we are his enemies. There is no staying on the sidelines. Because he is our king, not to serve Christ is to betray him. And today, my dear friends, the Church reminds us of this. The purpose of this feast is nothing else but the Church taking the banner of Christ, the banner of the cross, and marching ahead, pure and immaculate, courageous, crushing its enemies, shouting, no retreat, no retreat. Because at the time this feast was instituted, the whole world was indeed advancing against the Church, advancing against Christ. This is the 1920s. Communism took over Mexico. Communism took over Russia. It was at war at the time for Spain. In both Mexico and Spain, the Catholics had erected a statue of Christ the King in the geographical center of the country. And only a few years later, the communist armies and governments in Mexico and in Spain blew up the statues with dynamite. Italy was in the middle of a political battle between the atheistic parties and the conservative movement. Throughout all of the world, the death of religion was proclaimed. The church was relegated, robbed, ignored, and among all these threats, one would think the church would be coward. One would think the church would be defensive, silent, that it would pull back, that it would start justifying its own existence trying to please the world and the governments. But instead, the Church, assured of its victory, did not retreat, but moved ahead and boldly proclaimed. Right in the middle, as everyone else is contradicting her, she says, Christ is the King of all the world. Christ is the King of all the nations. He is the Master, the Ruler of all. Reject Him as you will. Your temporary victory will not last, 
Let years or centuries pass, but his reign will come. That's what the church said when it instituted this feast. It was among these times, and at the time that the feast was being instituted, that the following example happened in Spain. As I said, Spain was in the middle of a civil war. It was a war between the left and the right, a war between atheistic and communistic parties, and the Catholic and conservative movements, trying to defend their Catholic Spain. A Spanish writer at the time said Spain was split in half, and it was literally the case. The Bishop of Pamplona during this war was visiting one of the towns of his diocese when the corpse of a soldier arrived to the town. This was a man who had died defending God and Spain, and he had died uh, by a grenade. A grenade destroyed his body. In the coffin, there was nothing but a pile of flesh and blood. His companions had gathered his remains to bring him to his hometown to be buried. Now the bishop did all the funeral rites, but as the coffin was to be removed, the mother, an old and brave, rugged woman from Navarra, her skin wrinkled and burned by the sun, her hands calloused, her gesture serious and worked by patience and endurance, a widow who had already lost another son to the cause, came up to the coffin and demanded that it be opened to her so she could see her son's remains. This woman, who was a true soldier of Christ, beheld the mangled remains of flesh, among which only the arm of her son was recognizable. She takes the arm in her hands, and with a strong voice, uninterrupted by tears, she says in front of the crowd, My son, your brother, died crying, Long live Christ the King. I know that the bomb which tore you apart did not give you time to do the same. But no matter, now you shall do it with me. And with maternal pride and courage, she raised the arm of her son, as a flag of Christianity, as she shouted three times, Long live Christ the King! This, my dear friends, is our example. This is how we should be. Why do we retreat as Christians before our family members, our friends, hiding our cross under our shirts, ashamed of making the sign of our King upon our foreheads, recognizing ourselves with the glorious name of Catholics? Why should we be ashamed? It is the world that should be ashamed. So no retreat. Why do we retreat as Catholics, leaving the enemy at my door and my house, watching the filth and propaganda that our sworn enemies provide through the television, the internet, the radio? Why do I pay them for it? Why don't I, once and for all, courageously, decide to cut their communications to my family and rather fight back by searching and promoting only good content that aligns with my values and with my faith. No retreat. Why do I fear to proclaim the law of my king, the Ten Commandments, to make them known to my family, to make it known to my friends? But here, my friends, beware, we cannot make this known unless we truly believe it. We cannot inflame others with love of Christ unless we ourselves are aflame. 
in order to proclaim the gospel and the commandments, the law of our kingdom, the policy of our king, I need to be first a true soldier of the cause. And so I must not retreat from being a true Catholic, from going to confession, from going to Mass on Sundays. I must not retreat from doing mental prayer, from doing more devoted prayer at least, from reading, reading good books. Until when will I be given the rifles to destroy my enemies and the enemies of Christ, these spiritual weapons, and I will refuse to use them because I am too lazy, too afraid, too uncommitted, too indifferent to my king. This is the purpose of the church in today's feast. This is what Christ and the church wants, that today we shed our indifference, that we realize once and for all that my indifference is betrayal, my delay is treason, my fear and laziness are desertions. Let us then not retreat as Catholics, but rather move forward, more boldly, not hiding away, but rather willing to take the world over for Christ. Or, if that is not God's will at this time, to fight, suffer, and battle for Christ's kingdom in such a way that the devil, the world, and the flesh know that they will not take peacefully one inch from us. Because as Catholics, we will no longer be ashamed. We will no longer be afraid. We will no longer retreat. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.